Week three, PFF forecast going live. Uh, the Green Bay Packers just overcame the clutchness of Jimmy Garoppolo to win on Sunday Night Football. We'll talk a little bit about that. But, of course, we've got to talk about the Bucks and the Chiefs both losing today uh, and the teams that beat them, the Rams and the Chargers, the surprising undefeated teams, uh, two of which reside in the AFC West, and neither of them were teams that we just mentioned. Uh, and, of course, we're going to guess all the week four lines. This is the PFF forecast. Let's rock. Let's start with Sunday night real quick. Um, what a weird game. The first half, you thought, oh, maybe this is going to be a blowout. I thought it was a weird game because it was the one game we wrote up last week that we won. That was also a weird part of the game. Oh, you're just going to come out here firing. <laughs> uh, see, I wasn't even sure if you were ready for the, the, the podcast. You're kind of looking at the computer, so I was trying to talk for a little bit yeah. to let you you know ease into it. But, um, yeah, I mean, you could, you could call it that. It was it was a very strange game in that the Packers kind of controlled it the whole time, and yet in the second half, the it looked this was a there was this was very clearly a game that that is why Trey Lance should be playing for the 49ers. But at the same time, Jimmy G engineered what was it three touchdown drives in the second half. So, how as a 49ers fan, like what do you take from it? I mean, the same thing that I've t- taken from many, many 49ers games, which is that um, you can be very, very good with a really good scheme and a lot of really good players, uh, but you're not going to win a Super Bowl with that team. Mm-hmm. Like Jimmy G ain't winning a Super Bowl. Um, came as close as you're going to come. The big difference, uh, here was the big takeaway that I had. The 49ers on the first drive dominated on the defensive line. You're like, oh, my God. Nick Bosa's rushing against a guy, something called a Yash. He's okay. rushing against Yash. <laughs> okay. Look, Some and right there. the 49ers of 2019, that would have been a real problem. Why? Because they could cover, as you like to say, a $5 check. They could not in this game. Devontae Adams was targeted on 50% <laughs> of Aaron Rodgers' throws. Like, he didn't need to look anywhere else yeah. because they couldn't cover anybody. He, his average time to throw in the first half was 2.09 seconds, the fastest of his entire career. The takeaway from this was, yeah, you could have a Nick Bosa up there. If you can't cover anybody, you are going to lose games. And even if you have a lead with 37 seconds left and the other team doesn't have timeouts, there's nothing you can do to stop it. I, I think you said it perfectly. I, I think one of the issues, but it's it's very interesting because, like, I take away from this game, I thought Lafleur, like, part of me was, was watching this game and looking at you a little bit because you've given me shit for the Shanahan-Lafleur comparison. And I think for the first 55 minutes of the game, it... It resonated like Lafleur called a better game than Shanahan. I thought in the like exactly what you described, which is so. First off, Lafleur has Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. I don't think he called a better game. I think he had a quarterback who made a bunch of big time throws and a receiver who literally whooped ass on every play. But but 
<laughs> doesn't that – I mean, the fact – like, look, I, I'm, I'm trying to get to my point here. Like, the first 55 play, minutes of the game, I thought Lafleur did fantastic. Uh, I, I thought that Garoppolo – like, to, to what you're saying, the, the short times to throw, getting around having a bad left tackle, only having one real receiving threat, you know, playing in the game. And you saw it when, when Adams went out with that gruesome injury for, like, a few plays – like that was the worst drive I've ever seen. Like I, the, of the Packers tonight, they had no other, they had no other option to go to. So I think, look, like their weakness is very much the fact that Adams is their only player on offense that that can go vertical. Um, and and I think Lafleur coaching pretty well around that is impressive. Now, the the Niners did some impressive things too. I, I do I do wonder though, like. How much longer is it Jimmy G? Like, how much longer how, – how long do we have to go into this thing before it's a character flaw on behalf of Shanahan to continue to play Jimmy G? Okay. Um, I think it's not helping that rookie quarterbacks look like dog shit. Yeah, I mean, even I mean, Fields is the worst of the bunch. Yeah, now Nagy is not going to be mistaken for any of the two play callers that were on the yeah. field tonight. That was a – clinic and how not by the way there's a pff call forecast game. uh callback to what happened to the bears today so the bears threw for one yard um it's the least amount of yards the team has thrown for in an nfl game since 2009 the Bengals threw for exactly zero yards the starting quarterback in that game for the Bengals, sorry the primary quarterback carson palmer went out jt o'sullivan was wow. the quarterback for the Our Cincinnati guy. Bengals in that game? They had they clinched the the division, so they were just kind of messing around. And uh, JT, it was the 09 Jets with uh, Revis and so, and so forth. Uh, but that but today was was today the Bears tried to win the whole game, and and unfortunately, <laughs> I it was one of the least imaginative um, schemes well, we, and, and that I've ever seen. We've said this before about Nagy, where it's like it sometimes look like looks like he's trying to prove a point about his quarterback. Yeah. It, and, it honestly looked like that today. And, and, like, when it was Trubisky, it made sense because Trubisky wasn't the guy he drafted, and he's trying to show ownership that the guy sucks and needs a new quarterback. The problem is, is in this one, this is your guy, like, in theory. Are you trying to prove to all of us that you are that, – that, that he's – that he's not good enough and that you were right to start Dalton because Dalton wasn't proving anything on your behalf when he was out there. No, Dalton did rush for more uh, yards in both weeks one and two than, than Fields did, than Fields did in week three. Uh, Tom Brady also rushed for more yards than Justin Fields did today. He had only three design rushing attempts, which was pretty sad, and stood in the pocket a lot. They did not – they have one of the most mobile quarterbacks in the league, and they did not – leverage that at all which is um hurtful not, not great uh by the way the packers were plus four in that game against the niners right from the get-go i felt really good about that one which was great because i lost all of my money i am i am completely poor this is probably the last <laughs> outfit that i'm going to have yeah um well I, so i was all in on tom brady over two and a half passing touchdowns and as soon as the first touchdown was a handoff. Yeah. To a wide and receiver. To, to and then the Chris second Godwin. touchdown was a run by Brady. Yes. Then you knew you were. I knew I was fucked. Yeah. Both those end up being passing touchdowns when we get through. Yeah, let, let's let's but. recap a little bit. So Brady over two and a half touchdowns was lock of the week. Uh, we are now two and one on those. We should have just went with Mahomes over two and a half touchdowns again. That would have been oh, three well. and oh. So we're two and one on those. Um, we were one and four uh, on the write-ups this year. Those write-ups are now, I believe. We still have, we still have one. We still have one more, and that one more will get us back to even as far as the, the um, wins and losses. So the, um, we, we the got Washington football team 
was a nine and a half point underdog when we wrote that up. Yep. Ended up being, I think, did it close seven or seven and a half? Seven. I mean, we got so we got two and a half points on Washington now. And the the thing is, with a couple of these, they went straight to key numbers. So we had Washington plus nine and a half. It closed at seven. Green line didn't even like Washington at seven because again, like that was pro- yeah, probably more great. of our true number. New York Jets were plus eleven and a half. That closed at ten. Probably, you know, uh, they, they seem to be the sharp side every week Jets. now. Um, the Jets have been the sharp side three weeks in a row. The sharp side, as in the yeah. knife that I'm holding yeah, in yeah. my neck. Jets, Jets, uh, Jets, Denver over forty-one and a half. It actually closed at forty-one and a half, so we got no value there. It also had no shot. And then Tampa plus one and a half. I believe it closed at Tampa minus one. So again, two and a half points, but not really valuable two and a half points. And then lastly, this was another one where we had Green Bay plus four closes at Green Bay plus three going to a key number. Very, it was one point of value, but a lot more points of value than, uh, sorry, a lot more value percentage wise um, than the Tampa Bay one. Um, so look, like we, we've yet to have in our picks a a a number close worse than where we where we printed it off and so i think that that's a good trait um but moral, moral it doesn't victories? feel it doesn't feel any moral it, victories well it just means that are you gonna have some extra soup tonight to... do we have do, i'm looking forward to that soup <laughs> do we have to so that because the question is is like because every single one of these and we'll get to our discussion here every single one of these of these podcasts is more or less like are do we have a good gauge on the league right and i think and i think getting closing line value means that you have a decent gauge on the league it's just whether or not things are breaking right or if there's a collective dis- delusion about the league one of these weeks the jets are going to cover right do we but but the the the, the famous quote is of course i the market can stay irrational longer than you can stay when, solvent when and the, the jets question cover we, That'll be great. I want to have nothing to do. You with want to have nothing. To do okay, with I'm not going to sit around and wait for that. Um, but you know what I'm saying. Like, so the question well, is: is are, right. were I mean, we the, too high? Were we too high on? Like, look, like too high. I was too high. I, yeah. I should have. But like, but weed. think about this though. Washington now, it's very clear that they are not a contender to win the NFC. East. You, it's that very, game. I don't know what Taylor Heineke thought he needed to do. I don't know if he saw Josh Allen on the other side and was like, "Yeah, I could do that too." <laughs> Yeah, it was just throwing YOLO balls. All Josh over played the really field. well in this game, though. He was great. Um, Washington football team's defense—a myth, um, of course. Um, you know what? I'm I'm really bummed that we didn't talk about on Sunday last week, um, which ended up being the only pick I was really like on and picked it in the circa millions. Talked about it with Ben Brown uh, on Saturday night on the betting podcast was Detroit plus eight. Um, mm-hmm which I just thought that, like, Detroit looked somewhat decent against Green Bay yeah. uh, on Monday Night Football, and Baltimore had just been through the ringer. Power, power rank a couple quarterbacks for me, okay? Yep. So, so I said this on the PFF forecast last week. There were a few comments that called me nuts. Jacoby Brissett, I'd rather have Jacoby Brissett right now than I'd rather have Big Ben. I'd rather have Jacoby Brissett. Okay, I don't know that that's controversial. I, I, it's, it's controversial, but here's, a, here's another one. That Big Ben targeted his running back, Najee Harris, times. 19 <laughs> times. They had a fourth and 10, and he threw a swing but, pass but somehow, to the line of scrimmage. Somehow Jacoby had, like, the exact— He fell down taking a drop back. Somehow Jacoby—so Jacoby Brissett— Let me tell—can I say something about yeah, Big Ben real quick? No, his, his, Hold on. his nickname is Has Ben, okay? You've been waiting all day. <laughs> waiting waiting all day for Sunday night. Yeah. I can't even— 
make fun of the Steelers anymore. I can't even make fun of Big yeah. Ben. It's sad. It it's is. like it would be like me going to a convalescent home and making fun of the people in the convalescent God, that's home. That's so mean. But it, I can't do it. I, I legitimately feel bad. Today was the first time that I've watched a quarterback this year. And every year there's one quarterback. He goes, he trots out there, and you just feel bad for him. Because you're like, this guy has no fucking shot. That's how I feel. Oh, man, I was going to try and not swear to that. Yeah, somebody um, – ah, I'm sorry. Whoever so, that was, I apologize. We're back this year, though. Grace. But here's, here's no what, flipping shot. Here's what I'll say to you, though. The funniest thing is you watch that Dolphins – by the way, the Dolphins covered against the Raiders. Yes, Dolphins were a – the Dolphins had value at four and a half for Greenland. They closed at three and a half. Three, I think it was actually three. No value on that at, at the end of the day. Dolphins lose by three against the Raiders. Raiders now 3-0. Over six, over yeah. six and a half, over seven, alive and well. But when you watch that end of that game, right? Brissett looked amazing. Brissett looked, Brissett looked plucky. Let's just say, not amazing. And then you come up for air and you look at his statistics: thirty-two for forty-nine for two fifteen, no touchdowns, no picks. He is Big Ben. He's a more mobile, more likable, better version of Big Ben. Okay, are you done? Okay, and then here's my second one. Here's my <laughs> other one, and this gets to your Detroit point. I would rather have Jared Goff than Carson Wentz right now. Agree. I, I Carson Wentz, I was watching that game because I had a little bit of a taste on Indianapolis plus mm. five and a half. And I'll say this. It, he is the most unwatchable player in the NFL besides Big Ben. He is dreadful. And I know, and like and indie fans will come at me and blah, blah, blah. I don't know if they will. They're no, they did three. last week. Like, what, like, they need to stop. Because when I watched Monday Night Football, I said to myself, because we, we sweated through the Indianapolis cover against mm. the Rams last week. And, and, I, and, then I, and then we watched Monday Night Football. And granted, Goff's not perfect. But Goff is functionally bad, right? When you watch Jared Goff, it's like, yeah, he's not that good. But it's Are not, you not going to give Carson Wentz any like, benefit of the doubt for playing with like a broken foot and sprained ankles and all that shit? No, because he's always hurt like that. He's always hurt like that. Yeah. And, like, he just doesn't see pressure. He doesn't, like... It ain't great. I was told Frank Reich was going to fix him. Um, we, do, we have to talk about... We, we can't spend all day talking about Lions Jacoby Brissett, Indi- okay? Yeah. Um, so, we're going to get to... I think we should re, re-power rank because we did uh, top five last week. I have yeah. a feeling they'll change. Let's, um, let's go Rams-Bucks first. This was the game of the weekend. Um. The Rams caught a fairly banged up Bucks team that got more banged up as the game went on. But what was your takeaway from that game? Was it more to do with the Rams or the Bucks? The Bucks are not good enough to play. The Bucks are not good enough to beat teams on on a day where everything lands well. And like I'm not trying to diminish the Rams. The Rams are a good team. And we had them power rated in the top 5 last week, by the way. Everybody who says we hate them like we, they are in our kind of hate them though. in our numerical rankings. The <laughs> Los Angeles rant. So it goes going into the week. It was Kansas City, Tampa, Buffalo, Los Angeles. Buffalo being three was a little bit questionable. They, of course, I think have proven they belong there. L.A. at four. Um, I think that the Bucks, with injuries to the secondary, with uh, frankly a, a a head coach who in week three is not coaching the same way he would in the mm-hmm. playoffs, like with too many early down runs and all that kind of stuff and having kind of an off day. I don't think Brady played well. Antonio Brown's extremely important to that team, you know, 
as is Sean Murphy Bunting, as is uh, Jamel Dean. Jamel Dean dropped an interception that was pretty blatant at the beginning of the game. And so I think what today proved is that Tampa Bay is not good enough to beat the second best team in the conference if they don't play a good game. And and I think L.A. proved, Stafford proved that, Stafford proved so far that I, so far so good. I mean, like there's really not a there's really no way you can knock him. Um, he's played well. There's a lot of there's busted coverages in many cases, but he's making those throws. He's being accurate. Um, and and Sean McVay and they, he seems to get along really well with Sean McVay. So I I really have nothing bad to say about the Rams. I would not power rate them ahead of Tampa Bay after this week. Um, I think that's too much of an overreaction, but um, they, they are firmly a top four team for me. I was really going to try and do this like long thing where I didn't say anything nice about the Rams. We have some, some wonderful Rams listeners. I'm going to say something nice about the Rams. Let me start here. We have made fun of LA teams for having no home field advantage at all. I thought this would show up in this game uh, and there would be a lot of Brady yeah. fans out there. It was loud. And it was decisively loud for the Los Angeles Rams. They have a home field advantage. And, and you want to know the re- I mean, the fact of the matter is that when the Los Angeles Rams won back-to-back division titles in 2017 and 2018, it was the first time they had done so since the 70s. So you don't want a team that moved cities and then won a Super Bowl and then moved back, had not had sustained success. Like, sustained success will bring fans. And, and you're seeing that now with the LA Rams. And you might eventually see it with the LA Chargers. The city of Los Angeles loves winners. A lot of Dodger fans cropped up over the past 10 years. Um, but let me continue. I feel continue. like that's a pointed decision. <laughs> let me continue here. Um, the pass protection for the Rams has been sensational. Um, pending review, they have the second highest pass blocking grade in the entire league. Um, pressure rate of below 21%, which... Uh, would be the lowest in the entire league. And this is going to sound like a backhanded compliment. It is not. What has been most impressive about the Rams is it looks easy. And that is to say that there are some throws that Matt Stafford is making that maybe Jared Goff wouldn't have made. I don't think there are as many of those as we may want to believe. What's really shining is the scheme has been fantastic it, there, there are coverage busts all over the field uh, Deshaun Jackson is running scot-free down the center of the football field um, Cooper Cup no one knows where Cooper Cup is going to be on any given play they don't even need to use Robert Woods um, the Sean McVay offensive scheme is working really really well and when that team is healthy they are going to be able to play with just about any team I didn't even mention the defense, which obviously has the best corner and the best defensive lineman in the NFL. So um, the Rams are really freaking good. I think that's the, the takeaway from today. It's also important, I think, that we not overreact um, to a, a Bucks team that was playing on the road that has obviously a pretty big game next week um, and that was missing uh, Jamel Dean for three-quarters of the game and Sean Murphy Bunting. Yeah, I mean and dropped a pick uh, yeah. in a very horrible Jamel Dean is the one that actually dropped that pick. I mean, we're talking about a uh, we're talking about a football team in Tampa Bay that was beaten on on beaten on opening day by the New Orleans Saints and then beaten by like 35 on Sunday night football at home by the New Orleans Saints and then went and beat that team by multiple scores in the playoffs. Um, 
like one game is exactly that. I mean, think about think about this for a second. And I, I don't mean to change the subject, but I'm just sort of trying to trying to demonstrate what one game means. Week one of the season, the Buffalo Bills get beaten by the Pittsburgh Steelers, and everybody's right. trying to figure That's a good out. Point. Everybody's trying to figure out what that means, and it meant nothing. It was a freaking fluky ass game, right? And I, again, not to diminish what the Rams are doing, I'm just saying the, what the Rams did today was very impressive, and it does make us adjust our rankings. I think, of course, it will, but. Does it because right now before this game we had Tampa Bay three points better than LA in a neutral field. The game closed well. The game at one point was Tampa Bay minus one and a half. If you give one and a, you know if you give home field advantage being a certain amount, it makes a little bit of sense. Mm-hmm. That's where the market was. Now if we re rack this game, I'm pretty sure it would open LA minus one and a half, and no, and it would not get bet to Tampa minus one and a half. Right, mm-hmm. like that's how it works, and that's okay. Um, the Rams are a legitimate contender in the NFL. And Tampa is still probably the marquee one. Are they should, you know, I, I actually haven't looked at the betting markets right now. What team do you think is actually the favorite to win the Super Bowl at this point? I think it should still be Tampa. Well, because it wasn't, it depended on the market you looked at. Circa was Tampa, other markets it was Kansas City. I, I it, that kind of makes it a little bit weird for me, right? Because I don't think it should be Kansas City anymore. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I mean, they're in last place in the division at this point. Yeah, and like, okay, okay. So right now on on DraftKings, I'll look at another one. Um, but Tampa Bay is five to one. Kansas City six to one. Buffalo's seven to one. The LA Rams are nine to one. So yeah. to my point, like the Rams have an advantage over Tampa in that if they finish with the same record and they both win their own division, Tampa would not get the one seat over the Rams. And the right. market's still like because the Rams have to go through this gauntlet that is. You know, Arizona, Seattle, San Francisco. Um, whereas Tampa, like if uh, Air, you know, New Orleans was back to form today, Carolina's undefeated, and Carolina's undefeated. But uh, and the Atlanta Falcons won today. Our Falcons. Um, but uh, but at the same time, like th- I, that shows you how much this this game changes something, but it doesn't change everything. Yeah. Here's my takeaway from the Bucks side of things. So we talked about how their defense was banged up, and that's always something that you just need to accept is going to happen yes. in the league, right? Your defense is going to get banged up. You need to still be able to win games. They were not really competitive in this game for most of the second half. And I thought the reason why is that I'm not sure. Remember when the Patriots would come out and they say, look, we can't run the ball. Brady's going to throw like 50 times in a game. Mm-hmm. This was that game for them. And they still relied on too many early down runs Correct. in a game where Tom Brady threw for like 435 yards. You need to have something where if it's like, look, we need to put the entire thing on Tom Brady's back. Yeah. We're just not going to run Leonard Fournette into the middle of a line uh, ever again. Correct. And, and you just need to be willing to do that. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. And, and, and it just was, it was one of those games and they misplaced like Gronk dropped ball. Gronk dropped a couple passes um, they dropped an interception by Jamel Dean. I mean, there are there are butterfly effects to these things. Again, kicked a field goal uh, yeah. in, in low red zone. Yeah, yeah. Um, had a fourth and one that they easily should have converted. They yeah, did not. not taking anything away again from from like I, I don't think there's anything fundamental about Tampa where you watch the game. Like like can we transition a little bit to the to the AFC here? Yeah. Like it's it's not like Kansas City where you watch it and you're like. This there is a, a there is a distinct not a distinct formula to beat the Chiefs but a distinct formula for the Chiefs to lose right which okay. is what's so I want to get your sense here okay panic 
on a scale of zero, I'm not panicked at all. I'm I'm chilling to ten where I'm the Jets and the holy shit. I, I think it's six and a half for me because Andy Reid got Andy Reid was admitted to the hospital after the game, clearly not healthy. Um, you know, having some issues there. That's going to be you know Eric Bieniemy is a is a candidate for the USC job. So there's maybe a little bit of distraction there. Steve Spagnuolo has not done a great job with this defense. Um, they came out actually fairly strong in this game, forced a couple punts at the beginning, um, and the Chiefs' offense just you know uh, didn't you know they, the Chiefs' offense and the, this might be unfair, but the Chiefs' offense basically has to score every drive in order for this team to be successful, and that's obviously a huge bar, um, especially when um, you're very top heavy at the skill position. Um, but the de- and the defense did get some stops late. Like they got a stop, they got the the stop at the very end to tie the game at 24, right? And the Chiefs had the ball with a chance to go down and kick a field goal and win the game, and Mahomes threw an interception. And so, like, you come from this game and you're like, in both their losses, the the formula for them to lose was very clear. Really struggle playing defense, be out physical at times, right? Against the Ravens, it was at the line of scrimmage. Against the Chargers, it was at the catch point on the offensive side of the ball, uh, on their defense. And don't and play sloppy football on offense right like that was in the baltimore game it was an interception it was a bad snap it was a fumble by clyde edwards alaire today it was an, a couple interceptions by mahomes um a, a fumble by clyde edwards alaire and 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 that was you know that's not good enough and um am i am i concerned yes um they haven't lost this is the only division game they've lost um so they can obviously make it up but like the path to the Super Bowl is a lot harder now that there's only one one seed. So, uh, and I don't think the Chiefs are a favorite to get that anymore. They should be very concerned. Now, I was ridiculed for betting the undefeated Las Vegas Raiders. Those are a good bet to win the division at plus seven fifty. They uh, pulled it out, obviously. Do you think? The Miami do Dolphins. you think that the? So I, I agree that it was a good bet. It was made, made numerical sense. Everybody that talks shit to you on Twitter, I, I came in and caped for you a little bit. And I said, you know, explain what would your handicap be? Because our numbers said that the Kansas City Chiefs going in the week had a 53% chance to win the division. Everybody said, you got to throw that shit out the window if that's the case. And I sh- kindly showed them that at Pinnacle, the Chiefs were about 59%. At DraftKings, they were about 57%. Circa was more like in the mid-60s. So, like, we were on the low end. But not all that. Like, if, you, yeah. if you're laying minus price with the Chiefs right now, I think you're insane, and I think you have to wait a little bit longer because I think there's going to be a couple weeks here where other teams continue to win, and you might get a plus price on them. So my, I agree with you on the concern. Here's, my, here's the macro concern mm-hmm. that I have. When I look back on these three games and I think about the most important player on the field for the Kansas City Chiefs is Patrick Mahomes, and there are more disgusting turnovers – that come to mind, then there are, holy shit, amazing plays. Mm -hmm. And that bears out in the data. He has more turnover-worthy plays than he does big-time throws. That He sailed a pass to Kelsey today. He made so many high-variance throws on the right side of variance. You know, every single no-look throw ended up being a conversion for a first down on a third and long or something like that. Today, it was a pick. Um, And... That, do I think it will come back? Yeah, absolutely. But 
it's concerning because the rest of their offense doesn't seem to be efficient enough to where those plays can be overcome. And you're relying on these big plays to happen, and they're just not happening. Uh, the rest of the team is not particularly good. I'll, I'll say this as well. The offensive line, for how much they invested in it, did did not look particularly great today. Well, did you see, I mean, the article that I wrote about returning five, yeah. you know, not returning five offensive linemen, I mean, these are things that happened, you know. And, like, I think ultimately they'll be fine, you know, and I, I – you know, people are offended by the weirdest things, but I said on, on Twitter this week, I said, you know, the best thing that could happen to the Chiefs is that Thune and then the three rookies on the right side all play well enough for them to walk on Orlando Brown. Because Orlando Brown's, like, not very good. You know, like, he very much was covered up by a scheme, uh, I think, in Baltimore. And the problem is, um, the problem is that, like, you know, what, what, are, what is their recourse here? Like, what are they going to be able to do? You know, because they don't have, they don't like, they, 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 there's not some guy coming in to, to play left tackle for them, you know, and, 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 you know, it was always like, in a weird way, like no one really understood that, like, all the moves they made this offseason at offensive line was to make them, and now Orlando Brown actually played okay today relative to normal. Yeah, I mean, he did give up two hurries. He's beaten five times. Um, but, like, all the moves they made on the offensive line was to get, like, to slightly below where they were starting last season with Fisher and right. Schwartz. Like, they're not better than they were last year. And, and Mahomes has to be better at negotiating the pocket. Like, he, you know, and they they seem overly committed to running on early downs, too, which I think is a blunder for them. The Chargers, on the other hand. Yeah. What's your take on them? I mean... There's not really a whole lot bad you can say about Herbert, right? I mean, the the thing about the Chargers is that they are now they're still doing all the same Chargers shit. They had a touchdown called back. They had a fourth down conversion. Like they threw like they went for it on fourth and four near midfield at the end of the first half up fourteen nothing and like got a thirty yard pass and were called for legal formation. Mm -hmm. Like that game could have been done at the at the end of the half and. Like, they're still doing some of the same Charger shit that they've always done. I think the difference now is Brandon Staley is actually adding positive variance by going for fourth downs and, and not not always being the biggest schmuck in the world like Anthony Lynn was, right? Like, Anthony Lynn kicks that field goal at the end of this game, and it goes wide left, and they go to overtime, and everybody's like, well, you know, what, you know, I didn't make them. It was sort of like the the Vikings with the, with Zimmer. It's like make a thirty seven yard kick. It's like well, no, get ten more yards, and make the kick easier, right? Like the good coaches like put their players in position to win, and there's and and the good coaches have fewer of the um, woulda coulda shouldas, right? Like at the end of this game, no one's woulda coulda shooting the the Los Angeles Chargers, right? Because Brandon Staley was aggressive. Let's um, let's do a quick power rank, top five. Or however many you want to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are going to be different than what's numerical because of priors, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I would probably put it... This is tough because I, I don't want to be a homer. like I, but, And I don't want to go exactly with the betting line. So I'll go... Um, I'll go Tampa Bay, LA, Kansas City, Buffalo, Green Bay. Those are my top five. Okay. Um, I I had a – I tiered it a little bit. And um, 
I think that the top three, you can you could probably say, oh, let me put them in any order based on you know health or how well they're playing, right? And so maybe how well they're playing, you could put the Rams number one, um, based on how well like if you're trying to be predictive and how well they might be playing at the end of the year. I, I would there's still not you know there's still a lot to learn about the Rams, so. My tier one would be my top three, which would be Bucks, Chiefs, Rams. I, I'm not, I'm not riding riding Mahomes off quite yet, but I think you, th- that's the that's tier one. Tier two, I would go Packers four, Browns five, Bills six, Chargers seven, um, and that would be my tier two. Um, and then I think tier three has teams uh, would have like Cowboys, Ravens, Saints, Hawks, Cardinals, 49ers, uh, probably Broncos and Panthers because, yeah. because they're undefeated. But mm-hmm. I'll say this, and we'll talk about this here in a second. Um, Broncos have played a pretty easy schedule thus far. It'd be very interesting to see them against the Chargers next week. Um, and, and so have the Panthers. Um, so, do you do you think that the Seahawks belong in the converse, in like one of those top tiers? Because watching them today, like and granted, like let's just throw it out there, Kirk Cousins is amazing, right? Like Kirk he, Cousins he play played like well. the eighth best quarterback in the football. Um, in the football, yeah, in the football. Um, so, but like that team can't get a stop to save their life, can they? No, it's pretty bad. And, and like the and I think our our friend Ben Baldwin's talked said this on Twitter, but like the. It puts it's like the Chiefs, right? Like you put undue stress on your offense by insisting that they score every possession. Hmm. You know, like and, and they couldn't cover anybody. And like and and good on the Vikings, good on Kirk, good on Alexander Madison, good on you know Clint Kubiak. They took advantage of it fully. But that's a team that like, I mean, I think on their best day can beat a, a great team, but. On the average day, I don't think they play enough. I, I, don't, I just don't know. Like, are they a bad enough defense where it matters? Here's the thing. Last year at this time, we thought the Seahawks were Super Bowl contenders, yeah. and they drifted into oblivion. Maybe they're just trying something new out. They're going to start a little slow and pick it up as they go, go along. I, I would say this. There is so much unknown. I would. I think that Tier 3 has to be a lot of teams. A wide net. Because it's like – holy shit like how do i know you know the the 49ers are a great example like trey lance may be the answer cardinals are another good example where it, there's so much variance from them on a play-to-play basis um much less game to game before we get back to week four games a couple things to let you guys know about um week three obviously is in the books and that means if you're going to prepare for week four the rest of the season Get yourself a PFF subscription, whether it's fantasy or betting, player props, sides, totals, the whole deal. Um, you have start set questions, whatever it might be. PFF has you covered. Get all of our premium locked article content, um, plus all the tools from rankings to projections, wide receiver, cornerback, matchup chart, betting dashboards, spreads, totals, money line predictions, plus player props, which if you're waking up on a Sunday and you want to bet something, that's the place where there is value. It has been profitable and massively so. So go make it happen. You can get everything for as low as $9.99. Uh, but if you want all those betting tools, make sure you get a PFF Elite subscription and do so very quickly so you can get all of that value at pff.com. Also, Fantrax. If you are hosting 
a fantasy league and you are doing so on Yahoo or ESPN, get with it. Go to Fantrax. Multi-team trades, player salary, contract options, the whole deal. Use promo code PFF at Fantrax.com slash PFF and get a chance to go to any game of your choice this season plus six thousand dollars to spend along the way the promo code is pff at fantrax.com slash pff and if you are going to be betting as i'm sure you will be and i will be back on the horse with you go do it at DraftKings and the DraftKings sportsbook app maybe you have to drive into indiana or another state like me but it's worth it because that's the best app they have great same game parlays and odd boosts all that stuff if you're a new uh, user of the app, use promo code PFF and get $100, uh, sorry, $150 instantly uh, when you bet $1 on any football game this week. Uh, go do that at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Right now, you must be 21 or older in Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania are the ones that are eligible. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required, one per customer. Restriction supply, see DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 100Gambler or in Indiana. 1-800-9 with it. And last but not least, what I really need after my horrendous day of betting is financial stability. And that's what Western and Southern Financial Group can bring you. Um, I'm going to go ask them if they can help me make up for Todd Brady, not throwing three touchdown passes. We'll see what they say. Um, Western and Southern helps you make smart money moves, whether it's buying your first home, starting a family, which I will not be doing for a long, long time now, thanks to Tom Brady, or wondering how to make your money grow, Western and Southern's playbook uh, has you covered. So team up with them. Go to westernandsouthern.com slash PFF and figure out how you can still be smart with your money even when you bet with me and Eric. And now, back to the games. Let's, let's go into week four. We're going to guess the lines here. So we changed this up a little bit where uh, we usually guess them before the games. We said, look... We want to give people a better product. Like after the games happen, we should adjust if we need to adjust. So without having looked at what the lines are, mm-hmm. this is our best approximation for what yep. we think. And and I'm going to do be. two guesses. One, I have mine written down from pregame, and I'm going to have mine written mine from now, and then we'll see where we go from there. Okay. Um, I just changed mine. I can remember if I need to. Let's start with Thursday night here in Cincinnati. The Jacksonville Jaguars are playing the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals. Who did not get sacked once against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who had like a 70 game streak, 76 game streak, I think. Um, Joe Burrow, uh, pending review, will have the highest graded game in his career um, against the TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith lists, Pittsburgh Steelers. I have the Cincinnati Bengals at home getting seven. Laying seven, you mean? Uh, Sorry, yes, laying seven. (laughs) This is, I'm wrong because. I I I was not and like that game went under, right? Where we talked mm-hmm. about the, yeah. the, you know, the Cincinnati, but it was for a different reason than we said. Um so kudos to us for getting ahead of that, I guess. Um I I had Cincinnati laying three and a half, which is way too low. Wow. And the reason why I did that was Jaguars I was better over No, here. no, it wasn't a Jaguars bet. It was a Cincinnati fade. And Cincinnati, to their credit, I thought played extremely well. I would say now it's probably about six and a half um, would be what I would do after the, the, the games today. But that just tells you that, like, the Jags are going to be a value to this week, right? Because, like, they're, they are, right? I mean, you're going to be betting the Jags. Are you laying seven? Are you laying the points with the Jag, with the, the, the Bengals? No, I put it at seven because that's where I would yeah, not yeah, bet yeah. either side. Um, I, I do need to say this. 
there was a lot of, oh, my God, in the preseason, I can't believe that the Bengals took Jamar Chase. Yep. Jamar Chase is a stud. And the Cincinnati Bengals made a fantastic choice by taking Jamar Chase because it gives Joe Burrow a legitimate one option, and their chemistry is very obvious. The number of deep passing touchdowns that Joe Burrow has to Jamar Chase, I believe is more than he had in his entire rookie season through mm-hmm. like eight games. That was a clear missing component. The chemistry that they have is obvious. And, you know, look, Panay Sewell and Rashawn Slater played fantastically. Um, the Bengals needed that receiving threat, and they got it. The line on Pinnacle is seven and a half. So they so Riley Reef went down briefly. I haven't seen his injury. Um, that matters. A little. I might yep. not matter against the Jags though. Um, the Jags played hard this week. Did not matter. You know, ultimately, um, what's the total? The total on this game is fifty-one and a half. Or, nope. No, sorry, sorry. 45 and a half. I had the wrong game. Uh, 45 and a half seems about right. I mean, there's going to be um, – maybe maybe you go under that if you're – if you're if you have to pick. I, this is one where you're getting a first – and I didn't actually factor this in, and I, I wrote it later. Um, you're getting a first-year coach on Thursday Night Football, and one that I think is uniquely um, not questionably qualified for the position to begin with. So and by the way, we're talking about Urban Meyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I would probably just lay off this game if you if you have to if you absolutely have to bet at Jacksonville plus seven seven and a half is the only thing you can bet. Oh, really? I think so. Yeah, I think with the hook, laying you may be right. Laying more than a touchdown with a bad team is and and granted, Cincinnati might not be a bad team, but like they have they have a ways to prove that to me. Yeah. I do think if I would bet anything, I might bet over. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Sunday, 1 p.m. slate. This is going to be a shitty game. The Tennessee Titans are playing New York Jets in New York. Okay. What do you have this at? Uh, Tennessee like minus seven. Okay. I have uh, Jets plus six and a half so Tennessee minus six and a half it's yeah I don't think anything today changed that Tennessee didn't look all that great against Indy um the Jets look like the Jets again in fact if anything the Jets looked worse in our minds although the Jets just look so so terrible but 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 the elixir is the fact that Tennessee's defense is hogwash right so like so this might actually be a game where like they they really have the Jets have faced a Belichick defense Carolina's defense, which I think is going to be one of those that sort of beats up on bad teams, that isn't a great defense, but a defense that can clobber bad teams. Certainly been ascending. And and, and Denver, who's got a good defense. So mm-hmm. th- this In is Denver. the this is the first um, non great defense that that uh, that uh, our our pal uh, yeah. Zach Wilson faced. It is Tennessee minus seven and a half total of forty six. Yeah, total's probably fine. Um, Again, this is another one where the, the sharps are going to be on the Jets. I think this closes at seven. So, help me God. Yeah, I know. Um, Kansas City goes to Philadelphia, and the Eagles, who play on Monday Night Football, um, this was one where I initially was like, Kansas City is going to win this game against the Chargers. They're going to be like a ten point favorite. <laughs> um, I have come back down to earth on that. Yes, I think it will be Kansas City plus seven and a half. Sorry, minus seven and a half. Yeah, I have the same number as you. 
Um, it is, wow, it's five and a half. Chiefs are 0-3 against the spread this year. They haven't yeah. won a game against the spread in the regular Total season. Total of 55. Okay, that's under, right? Like, and we got lucky. We had under in that game. It, it went under 54.5 because I missed PAT on the last touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, under is the right play, right? I would tend to agree with you. I mean, Philadelphia's defense is not um, not scaring anybody. It's so tough with the Chiefs because you expected them to get right this week. Um, the Chargers are a much better team than the Philadelphia Eagles. A much better team. But in both directions, though, right? In the, in the sense of, like, Jalen Hurts. Like, with the Chiefs, the, the worry you have to have in this one is that the Chiefs are going to give up ground yards, right? But, like, do the Chiefs really have to be worried about the Eagles receivers? They probably just have to play man coverage on the back end and, and like limit the amount of stuff Hertz can do deep. Um, I mean, do we, I don't, okay. It's five and a half. That's teaser protected. You don't tease anything down through zero. Um, do we bounce back the chiefs here at minus five and a half? I feel like it's probably a solid play. I, I mean, this is too low. Yeah. This is too low. Okay. Kansas city minus five and a half is going in the candidates list. Okay. We, we go now to Dallas and the Dallas Cowboys, who are going to be hosting the Carolina Panthers. This is going to be a very good game, interesting game um, in Dallas, as I said. Uh, I think that the I had the Cowboys here as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I had the same as you. The, the reasoning that it's not bigger is that we have uncertainty about what happens tonight in Monday Night Football, but also um, Carolina's, played really well. Carolina's getting a – three point um or sorry a three-day rest advantage and then dallas is getting a one-day rest disadvantage so that that that's it again carolina's gotten four kind of really cakewalky sort of like rookie quarterback week one Mm -hmm. team that hasn't been at home in a month week two rookie head coach on thursday night football week three and now this rest advantage so things are shining brightly on them a little bit well yes and no though i mean they just lost jc horn the schedule injury. is shining brightly yeah, on yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, That's I what mean, I'm saying. You like, know, CMC's out. I, I know that that won't impact, you know, the, the betting line a whole lot. But, like, the J.C. Horn loss does suck. Um, the, the, the leak here for Dallas and why it might be hard to lay the points is that Dallas's offensive line's banged up. You had the Lyle Collins trying to buy off of the piss cup guy. Um, and so Brian Burns, Hassan Reddick, Derek can, Brown. Can and we just talk about something really quickly? <laughs> Kudos to that piss cup guy. Yeah, like have look at his integrity. <laughs> his, I mean, like that guy should get a an immediate um, immediate promotion. The uh, remember when Ryan or maybe, Braun or threw... maybe Collins bribe was just terrible. Yeah, maybe he's like, hey buddy, I give you twenty bucks. Yeah, 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 <laughs> can you can remember you help me out? Remember when Ryan Braun threw his piss cup guy onto yeah. the bus and then eventually uh, got got found out anyway. Stunned whatever. by that. It is um, Dallas minus four and a half total at fifty. Under, and uh, yeah, I do think I do think under is Carolina's the only Carolina's the only side at four and a half. I think honestly, Dallas is great, but like there are kind of there are a lot of like you know kind of fluky things. Like Dallas has some leaks that I need to see patched up as the season progresses. One of them, lack of a third wide receiver now with with the Gallup out, yeah. offensive line issues, and then the defense is always going to be a problem in my opinion. But 
Yeah, I actually um quite like uh Carolina here. What was um was DJ Moore okay after Thursday night football? Was that I believe he's he's going to be okay. I mean, that's an important thing, right? Next game, the New York Football Giants, 0-3 Football Giants, are going to New Orleans to play the New Orleans Saints. I have the Saints uh, as a five-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Okay. Um, I said three-and-a-half. New Orleans did impress today, um, and the Giants continue to Giants it up. I have a surprise for you. Okay. Saints are eight-and-a-half point Come favorites. on. No way. <laughs> Really? Yeah. You're gonna the, the the market is making people lay eight and a half with with Yamas. Yamas. I mean the 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 fundamental theorem of Yamas would tell you that you have to bet against Yamas this week, <laughs> right? I mean that's a fucking absurd. This line. is the total is forty three and a half. I mean Sean Payton will coach circles around Joe Judge. That is that is a hundred percent. Joe Judge today punted on I believe it was fourth and one from the thirty nine. Holy God! What are you I mean, the doing? Falcons, the Falcons got to win, and hopefully this like the Falcons won a game, and the Falcons couldn't beat anybody. The that, that's what terrible. I'm saying. Like, hopefully this helps the Falcons get some confidence and whatever. Because, th- like, if the Falcons continue to play the way they've played, this is the only motherfucking team they're beating. Sorry, this is the only team they're beating all year. And and I, I the like they, they should not be getting eight and a half though. Holy buckets! Where does Holy Buckets come from? I don't know. I, I'm trying not to. You know, I went to the rodeo this week, and like, of course, I have a few of these. Uh, it's my first rodeo, um, and uh, and I was waiting to use that. And uh, and but I, I Holy Buckets has to be something that came from that, doesn't it? All right, maybe. So are we going to go G- Giants plus eight and a half? It seems absurd, but it's better than the Jets. All right. <laughs> Daniel Jones is actually like not playing. Awful football. I, I it's honestly it's here's on- some of the concern, which is Kenny Galladay went out of this game. Or no, sorry, Slayton went out of this game. Mm-hmm. Uh String Shepherd went out of this game. Um both with uh soft tissue injuries. Okay, let's ignore this game then. Wow, you were just so well, no, quick like to- I'm just I, I like look, bad football teams, man, and like Peyton's a former Giants assistant, like the 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 New Orleans Saints have a great defense, and I, I think Daniel Jones. I still put him in that group of like quarterbacks like that are like the rookies, where it's like maybe a good matchup. But you had this at three and a half. Okay, fine. Fuck it. We'll go Just with consider. it. What is our what is our, our so our First power thing. rankings going into the week were Giants were three and a half point points worse than the average team on a neutral. The New Orleans Saints, why? So I must just not have appreciated our power rankings. So we have New Orleans 5.2 points better than the Giants on a neutral. New Orleans is a decent home field, but I don't know how what much it's going to be a home field this week. Um, but you'd have to have a home field advantage of 3.3 points, which is, you know, historically what you would give the best teams. So, yeah, I mean, 8.5 is a, is a bettable number for sure. Okay. Uh, this one I really struggled with. Minnesota is hosting the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. What'd you have this at? Cleveland minus two and a half. Okay. That's what but I that have. was before today. I mean. Oh, so what did you change to? I, I, I still don't think today changed him. I mean, I think. 
I had so uh, not uh, too shockingly. That's exactly what I had before today. Uh, I think this should be not that it it's a big difference, but I think the line really should be more of a pick. Okay, so here's I'm certainly not crossing three in either direction. No, but so so here's what I'll say again. I I don't want to talk mess about the Vikings. The Vikings, I said on the pregame show today, which you should watch every Sunday. I said the Vikings are probably the best 0-2 team in the NFL. Um, they played fantastic today, and their defense did not give up a point after like midway through the second quarter. So good on them. They they played fantastically. The it Cleveland is. Browns defense is not a joke the way that True. Seattle is, and. Odell Beckham Jr. being back adds a dimension that I don't know if the Vikings can really handle. That that that's kind of my 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 issue there. It is one. Uh, Minnesota plus one, yeah. Uh, total of fifty two and a half. Yeah, the total makes sense. Uh, the Vikings aren't stopping anybody, and they are uh, very good offensively. It feels though like, and again, this is not a rational thing other than it's happened before, and that's the mm -hmm. data we have. But it feel, there feels like a, like a three-interception day from Kirk coming, right? Like where he's played so well, and they're like, oh, if, if we could just patch everything else up and Kirk continue to play this amazingly, then we're a playoff team, baby. And then all of a sudden, he throws three picks and you can't win. You know, like, I don't know if it's this week, but this is the second of a three-game homestand for the Vikings. The, 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 you know, so maybe, you know. Let I, me just say that I, um, if this gets to one and a half, I really like Minnesota in a teaser in a teaser. Yeah. Even yeah. They keep every game close. I it's mean, that a, it's a high total, but, um, yeah. two and a half. Are but. you concerned here that the Browns are one of the best teams in the NFL and the Vikings are not. And even though the Vikings are a good team, not the Vikings are not a bad team that the fact that like they went up against another, not a bad team today and played a, almost a perfect game for them that if any of that is perturbed, the fact that the Browns are a really freaking good team, I would say, could curb that. Like, do you think that they could extend on the Vikings? Um, no. Okay. I, I The Browns are very, very good. I, I refuse to believe I know that definitively how much better any of these teams in, like, tiers two and three really are. That That's what I will say. And Kirk is playing better than – Baker Mayfield is right now. Yeah. Period. Kirk. And the Minnesota Vikings have two of the best receivers, one of the best receiving duos in the NFL Man. right now with Thielen and Justin Jefferson. And Cleveland is missing Jarvis Landry, who is a key component of that offense. And, and, to and the, are you trusting Odell? You cannot yet. Yeah. The And, and the thing that has, I think, separated Minnesota this year on offense and why they've had more success is that they have found a third option in the passing game every single game. So KJ Osborne has been great yep. in weeks one and two. This past in this game, Tyler Conklin, they threw to him eight times, caught seven for seventy and a touchdown. Like without Irv Smith, that was always going to be a question mark for them. And he, you know, they they have found a third option in every single game, and that is uh, important. Uh, Dalvin Cook being out, funny. Alexander Madison, 112 yards on the ground, 59 in the air. Running backs don't matter. Did you see uh, a very very funny follow if you don't follow him on twitter joey knish yeah uh oh yeah he lost five hundred dollars that alexander madison would lead the league in rushing yeah, yeah. today on sunday and unless there's a stat correction he is one yard short, short oh. of derrick henry you hate to see it amir that, abdullah by the way that is an 
awesome bet. Yeah, it's a very good smart Awesome bet. bet. Like finding the the one place in the market where, like, you can take advantage of running backs being – Running backs. Is and I know Joey's from Detroit, tremendous. and uh, he must hate Amir Abdullah's 24 yards, the former Detroit Lion that stole 24 yards from yeah, that, uh, Madison in this game. Um, okay. Yeah, like the, uh, that, that will be one of the better games this weekend. We'll be I'm Browns very much games. looking forward to it and probably not betting it. Um, Detroit goes to Chicago in what is now a very Jesus unsexy Christ. matchup. I'll just say this again. So, I mean, Justin Fields was sacked nine times in this game. Um, Justin Fields might not be the greatest quarterback ever to play in the NFL. And that's fine. He deserved better from that offensive scheme. Uh, Shame on you, Matt Nagy. Yeah. Shame on you, buddy. I was... um... That That was horrific. Yeah. One of the, the first starts that I remember being one of the worst in NFL history was like uh, when Troy Aikman went to New Orleans his rookie year and they lost 28 nothing, And even Troy Aikman threw for 180 yards in that game. <laughs> like, how? And he, like, yeah, Matt Nagy, I mean, th- th- that's the thing. This is what I don't think pe- and people realize. Justin Fields is the only thing that's keeping us from talking about you being fired every single week. Like, I, how are you not going to support the guy? Those, like they were better. He was supported better when he came in off the bench against the Bengals. Yeah, which week. is hard to imagine. Like, you had an entire week to craft a game plan around him. Like, are you serious about preferring Dalton to him? Like, because that's how you called the game. And, and I'm just waiting. I'm waiting it out. And, like, look, you're the Bears. For, the Vikings are 1-2. and two. Detroit's 0-3. Oh the Packers were an amazing drive by Aaron Rodgers away from being 1-2. and two. You, This division is winnable if you stop stepping on it every single time. Your defense played fine today. What I really took issue with is you almost, you almost said, hey, can you play the Andy Dalton game? I know. There, just... it, was, it was weird. I know they um, – the the lack of design rushing attempts for Justin Fields was very concerning. The lack of, of times that they moved the pocket with Justin Fields was really concerning. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was unfortunate. Anyways, uh, the Detroit Lions, the spunky Detroit Lions with their nice little cover. The, they the Lions are 2-1 and one against the spread so far this year. Could have yeah. been 3-0 and oh if they would have finished the Green Bay game out well. Yeah, if Butterfingers didn't. Uh, <laughs> the rain really just totally screwed yeah. that. Um, so, so what, what, what did you I have Chicago game? by three and a half. And I said four and a half I, going into the day. I'd probably agree with you at three and a half. It, uh, where is this? There it is. Uh, it's three and a half. Here's, here's a question. Cause I'll take, I'll take Detroit. Thank you very much. Here's the thing. Who would you rather? Like this is again, this Detroit is a, three and a half is minus one fifteen. Yeah. Let's take it now. Detroit. Plus total, three and a half. Total is 44. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Do you know what the weather's going to be in Chicago? I mean, I... I'm going to look it up right now. But, but here, here's the thing. Here's a question. Because I, I, I compared Brissett. Nice. I compared Goff and Wentz. Who would you... I mean, you would much rather have Dan Campbell as your head coach right now than Matt Nagy. Because Matt Nagy... <laughs> Unbelievable, but yes. Matt Nagy is not not tactically great. Right, he doesn't go for the right fourth downs all the time. He's also very much not P. Carroll like 
in in sort of like getting the most out of his players. At least for Dan Campbell, this team plays hard. They do. And they really got they got screwed today. Screwed, yeah. But like good for the Ravens. Like look, the, here's here's what I'll say about Baltimore. By the way, if you didn't watch the game, the, what why they got screwed is there was a pretty clear delay of game that on the field goal. This, Everybody yeah. was just so shocked that they got to see Justin Tucker try yeah. one from 66. Yeah. And like including the referees who did not see it. Uh, Sammy Watkins not getting out of bounds was a complete joke. Um, even though, of course, he, in the very most Sammy Watkins way, made a catch at the end. The, I'll say this about the Ravens. I bet a ton on them under 10.5 after week one. And I still feel confident in that. Because I don't think that they have the fundamentals. You don't think Marquise Hollywood-Brown will learn how to catch a pass? I think it's going to be a long... like. I like the Ravens. He dropped three stone-cold touchdowns. I know. And I, I like the Ravens long-term, and I like the way the Ravens are constructed. They're a mash unit right now, and they, they're going to have a hard time winning sort of every single game. But I'll say this about them. In the last two weeks, the other team fucked up, and they were there to capitalize. And that's True. sometimes the mark of a good team. I True. The total on this game is 44. Yeah, no. I it's it's under or nothing for that game. I'm not betting under 44. This is going to be a great game. The Houston Texans are playing in Buffalo. Uh, I have the Buffalo Bills favored by 14 and a half. <laughs> I said 13 and a half. It's probably 14 and a half. I said that, 13 and a half and changed it to 14 and yeah, a half. After today. Buffalo after today. looked very good today. And Houston with Davis Mills, uh, yeah, not going to be great. Can, can, can we, it is 17 and a half. Okay. This is like the this is total Miami, of 2019 Miami Dolphins territory. Can we pause for a sec? The Davis Mills was not a pro, was not the problem on Thursday night. Sure, yeah, I guess Davis Mills played fine. Like yeah, wh- whoever was calling plays for Houston wasn't wh- great. Was off like yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I think he actually used to coach at my alma mater, Kelly. But like. Um, but the, the David Culley just simply not – David Culley doing exactly what I thought Zach Taylor would do this week, which is playing playing to keep the game close, that was awful. And then the, them running on early downs and per, trying per, trying to protect Davis Mills like he's some fawn that needs to be, like, nurtured. When, like, dude, the guy's got a neck of a, of a, of a cyborg. Like, th- have him throw the ball. I don't know. I, I watched the game and I came out of it thinking Davis Mills is not a disaster. Does and, seventeen and a half not intrigue you? A no, bit? At, not at all. Okay, the, shi- the, the, <laughs> the, the shine has worn off. By the way, that division. So you go, Tennessee's already commanding lead. Yeah. Two, two and one. Uh, Houston at one and two, and then Indy's zero and three. Like all the bets we made when those broken feet happened were like are all stone cold now, right? Like speaking of. The Indianapolis Colts head to Miami to play Jacob Brissett. Um, I have the Miami Dolphins as a three-point favorite. I said two and a half. Yeah, I thought three might have been a little heavy-handed, but the, the Colts are in tough spot. It's only one and a half. I can't lay points with Jacoby Brissett. That's yeah, uh, like a religious like. Exemption. But it's a revenge game for him. I, yeah, it's a religious exemption for me, similar to Andrew Wiggins and the vaccine. Mm. Um, Total of 43 and a half. The game sucks. Can we just ignore it? Yeah, <laughs> that game is terrible. Let's move Let's move onward. The Washington football, speaking of socks, 
the Washington football team is heading to Atlanta. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love this game because I, our Falcons can get to 500. In this yes, game. they can. And, and, and they won't. And, and the Washington <laughs> football team can get to 1-3 and three on their way to you know less than or equal if to 8. If you think Atlanta's winning this game, you're high. Uh, I have the Falcons being favored by a point. Oh, see, I have Washington laying two and a half. But mm. I, that was after because the markets really like Washington this week. Yeah, Falcons are favored by a point. I know. Right, well, I'm not laying it with – I'm not – yeah, the, the, that's the dead zone. Total I'm of 49. Under. Don't you think? Yeah, I do like under here. Um, I mean, the Falcons are like the I, – I guess they went over against Tampa. But, like, most of their games are playing to this drag-out – BS that like yeah that does feel under um and I've got to imagine that Taylor Heineke is going to be told throw one more interception and, and you're and we're putting in Kyle Allen or whoever, yeah, whoever which the heck is. would be not great either uh okay Seattle now some finally some good games the Sunday 4 p.m slate uh Seattle goes to San Francisco I have the San Francisco 49ers favored by two and a half points okay um you said San Fran mm-hmm. uh I have it three and a half San Fran favored. See. This reminded me of that Monday night game. Remember when uh, Kyle Shanahan uh, threw the ball three times instead of playing for the tie deep in his own end, and, mm-hmm. and Seattle ended up coming back to win? Uh, I need to find this line somewhere. Cause it's not Josh Litskiewicz has messaged me, by the way, uh, PFF underscore Pinnacle. Josh, who has said holy buckets is uh, a Minnesota – uh, term and so I have makes less sense. Yeah, I have left a little bit of regional diction in my uh, my my. Uh, before, I, I've otherwise gotten rid of my Minnesota accent, but that before apparently. Sunday night it was San Francisco minus three. I guess, I think I'm going to guess it's still three. You don't. Th- so what do you think the markets took from this game in San Fran tonight? Uh, that Jimmy, you spell clutch J I M M Y. But here's the problem. Seattle, I, I don't know how you can have a ton of faith in Seattle. Like I, I don't you can't. So making it, I, like I think two and a half. What I had it at was, I, I probably should have changed it actually because I didn't look at this, um, this one in particular. The three feels right. It just does. Yeah, what I, I just don't think Seattle's like. I feel like Seattle's just going to get dragged up and down the field by the Niners. But there's the familiarity that that is – like, we've seen this before, right? We had the Sunday night – like, Seattle beat them in San Fran on that yep. Monday night game in, in 19. And then in on Sunday night football to close the season, they were a touchdown away from mm-hmm. winning the division. So, like, there's familiarity there. To your point, I think that's why three is probably the right – you know, if you're getting Russell Wilson at – a field goal and a hook, you probably always take Russell Wilson blindly. Yep. Um, so three is probably right. Okay. The Arizona Cardinals go to Los Angeles to play the Rams. This will be a good game. Yeah. What do you have this at? I had the Rams laying seven. Whoa. To all the people who think I'm a hater. Wow. I have Rams I'm the laying hater. seven. I'm the hater. I still hate the Rams, clearly. I have this at four and a half. Yeah. I think. my. So here's, here's my take. Um, the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray, when Kyler Murray is healthy, are just always going to be a, a threat. Now, I probably didn't think enough about 
Cliff Kingsbury's inability to scheme anything <laughs> ever. So that might be a problem. I'm probably overlooking that a little bit. But um, I, I don't know. I mean, four and a half is a decent number of points. I'm probably short, though. What is it? It is. Uh, I have to go back. And see. I think it's probably seven and a half now, even after what we saw today. Yeah. So, well, no. Uh, it was six and a half. Oh, okay. So, I mean, do you want to take – because I don't think you get uh, – damn it. If this was Staley coaching the – Oh, I see six now on Pinnacle. Okay. If this was the – if this was Staley coaching the Rams defense, I would take the – I would lay the points with the Rams. With the Rams. Because, like, I think Cliff is sort of like – Cliff is riding on the coattails of Murray right now, playing well, being healthy. Yeah. Um, to, to, the, to the Arizona Cardinals' credit um, – Total fifty three and a half. Yeah, feels feels kind of feels kind of high. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, the the to the to the point of um, to the point like Cardinals defense is not stopping the Rams. Yeah, that's true. Let's be real. Yeah, that's true. yeah. You're right. You're right. They look terrible against like the team like the Vikings who who are have a good offense like the Rams do. Exactly. Okay, never mind. No no under there, but like. I do think Kingsbury is like Kingsbury still sort of like short of what we want him to be. But at the same time, guys like Christian Kirk are stepping up on like they did. Like they're winning games without DeAndre Hopkins doing much of anything right now. And that's, I think, a good sign for them. That's also a concern going into this game <laughs> if he's not healthy. Um, man, I, I, I am kind of tempted to take Arizona. Um, I also don't feel great about teasing LA down to a pick. Um, next game. I am very curious to see what this line is. Pittsburgh at Green Bay. I have Green Bay favored by seven and a half. Shit. I had four and a half. That was that was before today. Probably would add to that now. Uh let's see here. Green Bay minus seven. Okay. Has our time uh to fade the Pittsburgh Steelers come and gone? Yes, it is coming gone. I hope you got some Bengals. The best teaser I said this on the on the air today um, was to tease the Saints up to eight and a half, and to tease the Cincinnati Bengals up to eight and a half. Um, you actually could have money line parlayed those two underdogs and won, um, but that was a good teaser. I also got a teaser with Falcons up to eight and a half and uh, Bengals up to eight and a half. Um, it, but I think the time to fade Pittsburgh is now basically over. This that that line is probably like. If T.J. Watt plays against this Yashua guy, right, like Yashua Tree, as I call him, because mm-hmm. he's tall, I mean, it does hurt the Packers' offense, doesn't it? Yeah, it has to. It What's has the to. total on the game? Uh, I don't see it. Because they just played. Yeah. Plus, you don't know about Big Ben. You don't know. Like, Big Ben could die any like any day now, you know, so it's kind of like, you know, like when, when Kyle Shanahan was saying we're all like day-to-day, he was mostly talking about Big Ben. <laughs> um, where are we now? Baltimore, Denver. In Denver, uh, 3-0 Broncos welcoming in the Baltimore Ravens. Would you have this at? Baltimore minus 2.5. I, I think that's probably a little, a little too generous to Baltimore. Yeah, I had um, Denver getting one point. I just I thought this was, I just didn't want to make it a pick. Um, 
That's the other way around. Denver is one point favorite. Denver's favorite. I I guess like if you look at if you add up if you add up all the players, Denver's better team than Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, Total of forty five. If you if you add up all the players, I can see a case for Denver. If you look at all the things that matter the most, I'll take Lamar over Bridgewater. I'll take Harbaugh over um, Big Fangio, Big Fangio yeah. any day of the week. So that's kind of like the, that's kind of the balancing act here that you're playing. Yeah, I kind of like Baltimore here um, for all of the reasons you just said. Denver. Denver has played some not very good teams. Yeah. Um, and uh, they also have Alexander Johnson at linebacker, and I kind of want to see him have to play Lamar, to be honest with you. Like, cause yeah. he's a decent player, but, like, I think, again, feasting a little bit off of some What do you think about games. the over 45? Um, in Denver, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't mind it at all, actually. Um, Denver has played every game to the under so far. Yeah. Baltimore has played two games to the over, and then today they played under, of course. So. My my take on it would be this. Baltimore in this game had the Hollywood Brown drops, you know. But, but, the, but the issue is, though, right, like who – if Denver's corners play as well as they as they're as they are, who's getting open? And then, so like to me, it's 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 now a, a two part running. It's a two part question. It's it's a because because people got open against Detroit, but you and I can get open against Detroit. Right. It's then the catching of the football that's the problem. True, true. In Denver, for Baltimore to have success in the passing game, it's they got to get open, which is not going to be easy against Denver, and then they got to catch the ball, which is not going to be easy because of the Ravens. So. Like I, yeah. I feel like I feel like this is a layoff and like learn something. Like if Denver wins this game and goes to four and zero, like legitimate content. Like a, they they get a tiebreaker with Kansas City because it's a common opponent. Um, but also like we just have to take them way more seriously because I feel like right now we're taking Denver moderately seriously, right? Mm-hmm. Given who they played, um, and that's probably right. Um. Okay. Uh. We're on a Sunday night, Tampa Bay in New England. I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers favored by seven and a half points. Uh, I said Tampa six and a half. It is Tampa five and a half. And that's where it's been basically the whole time, right? Like, because we talked about that, that, that parlay last week. Why, why should, should we not blindly bet the Tampa Bay Bucks? Um, Belichick, spite. Spite's probably the reason to bet it, because Brady has more control over this game than Belichick does. He has just as much spite, you'd imagine. So I think he has more. Yeah, probably. I mean, like, I think the spite is all on. Brady's side, to be honest. Yeah, probably. Like Belichick. Do you feel like so? This is interesting, right? Do you have Do you have friends? And if no. it's me, just say no. Like, <laughs> if it's me, do you have friends who are like? And I feel like I'm actually the exact opposite. Do you have friends who just like who are who they are and like have no are sort of oblivious to sort of like how they're perceived at all by anybody? 
Yeah, like they everyone just, has those they, they just yeah. are who they are, and they're like, and they're not bad people. They're just like, they're, there's that social skill that they don't have that where it's just like, I am who I am, and if I if I have to run over four people on the way, it's what it is. Be- that's to me, it's like Belichick. Like Belichick's like, I'm doing X, Y, and Z because I think it's right, and it would never dawn on me that this looks yeah. bad to Brady. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that. So so I agree with you that Brady has more spite. Here's the other thing. You know who's in an interesting spot in this game? Mac Jones. Yeah. And I'm a little worried about Mac Jones. Well, so let's lay a five and a half of Tampa. That seems like too easy to me. Like, right? Yeah, too easy, which is why it'll definitely hit. Uh, well, because Mac Jones is not playing well. Mac Jones is playing the most the most non-embarrassing of the five rookie quarterbacks so far. No, that's Trey Lance. No, I, I added Davis Mills. Oh. <laughs> so, um, and, but... But that doesn't mean he's been good. In fact, I don't think he's been good at all. You know? So, like, and plus Tampa Bay's defense is, like, New England's offensive line is not great. They lost Tooney. The, the, Trent mm. Brown's hurt. Like, you know, so, like, Nanama can sue. Yeah. One of, one of the things that I'm most interested in, in my hypothesis in this game is that there will be a really strong Brady contingent in New England. Yeah. Yeah, so no home field even. I don't know. I mean, it'll be very interesting. I mean, if you're a Pats fan, there's no way you hate Brady. No way. Zero percent chance you hate Brady, right? It's 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 not. He didn't he didn't thumb his nose at you on the way out. He just like they literally let him go, yeah. and he goes and wins the Super Bowl. And he never was like you know like uh, he didn't do the Kevin Garnett thing. Be like this one's for soda. Like he yeah. didn't do anything stupid like that. He's been a consummate professional, but it probably pisses him off a little bit that that Belichick was so like hardlined about the situation with him yep. right so i like that one what's monday night football it's a great one it's the las vegas raiders undefeated oh, los angeles going into los angeles to play the chargers okay so i was looking at this and i was going you know the rams had nice home field i'm gonna wait to see this one okay <laughs> i think this will be in los angeles there is a massive Raiders, well, the Raiders, fan base. the Raiders have been the Los I mean, Angeles Raiders longer than the Chargers have been the Los Angeles. But Chargers, like so. th- this is going yes. to be plus everyone from Oakland that's still a Raiders fan is going to make this trip. Yeah, every year probably for the for every future. single fucking year. Ah, freaking year! Gosh, dang it! I'm Darn sorry. it! <laughs> it's like hang on. You know what we need is some more Brett Favre. Take the edge off, maybe. Um I have did, the what was I favored when I went back to Green Bay the first time? Maybe. Uh did I throw the seam to Percy when the game was on the line? Probably. His Monday night <laughs> appearances. <laughs> did I tell you about the time I saw him at the Super Bowl when we went? The dude was wearing some yeah, yeah. Wranglers. I was walking right next to you. Yeah, he was wearing some Wranglers with a Southern Miss volleyball women's volleyball t shirt on. Just supporting. <laughs> Did, do I support women's sports and, and women's volleyball? Of course. I'm in their group chat. <laughs> <laughs> was I the reason Snapchat was invented? Probably. <laughs> Would you share photographs? It's not a big deal. That was also I wasn't trying to do an impression there. I was just trying to say photographs, and I'm so delirious I could barely get it out of that. So I'm sorry. I have. I think I'm going to be dramatically wrong here. I have the Los Angeles Chargers as a one-point underdog in this game. I think the Chargers are going to lay two and a half. 
Wow. The Chargers are a three-point favorite, minus 121. Okay. So basically three and a half. So so how does this happen? Do we take the Raiders plus three then, or do we or we call it three and a half? Because you can probably buy the three and a half to minus something not egregious. Yeah, it's it, yeah LAC minus three minus one twenty. Okay. All right. So, all right. So we have total on that game fifty two and a half. Looks fine. Okay. So here are our candidates. Okay, we have Kansas City minus five and a half at Philly. Do we want to keep that still? Um. Sorry, say that one again. We have Kansas. So back when you and I started betting, one of our first write-ups was week two of 2017. Kansas City was laying like six and a half at home against Philly. Mm-hmm. Do we come back four years later and do the same bet? Kansas City, I'm, five and a half. I'm here for it. Okay, we'll keep that. Giants. Okay, there's enough good games on the board where I'm not betting Giants. I understand there's value there. Mm. I just don't want to bet. The, do you want to take Daniel Jones? Um, I'm not like dying to. I do think there's value there. Okay, well, we'll write. Okay, well, we'll, we'll consider. We'll consider. Yeah, who did I have? Giants, and they were road, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. At New Orleans. Okay, we'll keep that. Detroit plus three and a half against Chicago. I I don't want to be on the wrong side of a of Justin Fields playing well for the first time. That's my issue, right? Like, if, if Nagy's so embarrassed, like, this honestly is an on and off switch, right? Yeah. Hey, start calling the good plays. You know what I mean? So oh, I'm seeing um, San Francisco is three and a half in some spots right now. Okay, do we want to take Seattle? I don't know. That's tempting, though. Seattle as a dog has always been good, right? Like, no doubt about it. Yeah, that's fair. Washington at Atlanta under 49. I don't necessarily need to do that one. Okay. Do we add Seattle? I think Seattle's interesting. Um, Got a bet against your Niners another another day? Yeah, right. Um, that's interesting. So I was I was thinking about some um, some teaser opportunities here. Um, but now I don't. I don't know if I like so I really like Baltimore. Um teased out to seven and Green Bay teased down to one and a half. Yeah, but not crossing seven socks. Yeah, yeah, like expect, yeah. I just you wanna wait, right? Like these these rep, these these present themselves late, right? Don't force them, right? At this time last week, right, we had New Orleans was getting three, three and a half. Mm-hmm. That's if true. you bet that and it got down to two and a half, then you could tease it. Um, I mean, fun. I had a bet from – I had a look-ahead line on Cincinnati plus seven against Pittsburgh this week. And that got all the way to two and a half. Again, um, same thing with Atlanta versus New, New York. Don't don't force a teaser. Literally just stick with the Wong stuff, I think, here. Don't force the teaser. Don't force the teaser. I love, I love Vegas getting three and a half. Yeah, I do too that's sensational okay so so let's 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 what about it what if we said these four how about this our article will be out crack of dawn in the morning okay it's already very very late we appreciate all of you for listening if you were with us live thank you very much for putting up with our delirious um uh swearing i'm sorry i, I really am i think we had less swear words though than average in this episode so 
ultimately a they win. just felt worse it felt worse okay. yeah, yeah. It's all about feelings. And my feelings are hurt, to be perfectly honest with you. It was a very rough week. Do you, okay, let me ask you this. I wanted to ask you this at the beginning. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Do you have uh, – are you superstitious at all? Like, do you have anything to, like, try and get your mojo back? No. You don't have anything. I, I – Prayer? I, I mean, like, no. I. You're going to switch up soups tonight? No. I, Cream of mushroom coming your way? To be honest with you, like, the biggest bet I lost this week – like, uh, like, let me, let me. Like, so today I was conditioned because the biggest bet I lost this week was actually a CFL game, and I, I bet um, the the British Columbia Lions minus one hundred five on the money line, and they had a they had a five point lead, muffed a punt, gave up a touchdown, then scored a touchdown to get a mm-hmm. six point lead. Don't go for two, so they leave it at six. Drive down the length of the field, miss a field goal, get an interception. Don't go for the equivalent of a fourth and one, right? Then you expect me to still be following us. They, it would, I, the, the BC Lions gave me one of the most excruciating beats I've ever had. And so everything that happened this week, I'm like zen about right now. Incredible. So My like, biggest loss, in case anyone was wondering, was, was Tom the, Brady yeah. over two and a half yeah, passing I mean, touchdowns. But, but here's, here's <laughs> the thing. Like, there, you can't – like, what – I honestly want to – I honestly want to ask the question because, like, you can't – what were you – like, it was a bad variance situation. Like, if you're – when you bet when you bet Tom Brady over two and a half touchdown passes, what price did you get? 130. Plus, plus 130. It closed at basic – it closed at minus, like, 110 or something like that, didn't it? I don't know what it closed at. I didn't – Like, so, I, so you made a good bet. Like, when I – look, look, when I bet the BC Lions, I got, like, 15 cents of closing line value. And I and they should have freaking won the and game. And you're gonna feast with that. I mean, 15 cents but closing like, line value. That's gonna. And granted, there are gonna be bets where you don't Christmas get Christmas at the Eager household. is gonna be awesome. There are gonna be bets where you don't get close, and you still win, and that's fine, and that's good. You can't. Yeah, and then once there are, the ball leaves your hand, you have no control over it. So and then why there are bets like the ones I made today, which will mean I will have no close. Yeah. So I, you know, I get what you're like, saying. I get what you're saying, and it is frustrating. But like, but the point of the the fact of the matter is, you're not gonna quit betting. And you <laughs> no, <laughs> and and so so and you're make like are you gonna change anything based on it? No, that was still mm. a bet you're gonna you would make every single time. There was never what did you what happened today that would it, you go back in time? You're like, okay, what did I what did I do? No, you just had a bad beat. Like it just happens. Yeah, well, I am going to do some things this week. I'm gonna be doing a lot of sacrifice to the betting gods. To help us get our mojo back, so all of you out there know I'm working for us. Okay. Okay. They better be. They better be trying to remember which one it is. They better be Abel's sacrifices and not Cain's. Okay. They better be worthy sacrifices at this point. They'll be worthy sacrifices. I'll be doing them for all of you. We'll be back on Wednesday evening as usual. Thank you so much for hanging out. Love you all. Peace. 